Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. John, we're recording this one in the same room. We are. It's weird. It is. It is weird. Luckily, we're looking off the same screen, so it's just really inconvenient. Yeah. So when I try and cheat and move ahead, Paul slapped my hand out of the way. It will do. You'll be able to hear it, too. But as you probably <laughs> know by now, this is a little uh, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss a listener-submitted minute of content from tv movie or somewhere else on the internet and we talk about and try to figure out what's going on john what are we looking at today uh today we're discussing a minute clip from barry linden submitted by marissa excellent and this week's episode is brought to you by mob cloth that's a lovely dress you've got there it'd be a shame if something happened to it (laughs) visit mobcloth.com today you filthy animal (laughs) all right so um Paul, I want to go over, what's our level of familiarity? Uh, what's your level of familiarity here? Uh, pretty much zero. I know that this is a movie directed by Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Okay. So, I knew that it was a movie, and now that I know it's Stanley Kubrick, I feel like that's probably why I know it's a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because there was a period of time in my life where I was like, man, I should really watch some Stanley Kubrick movies, and then mm-hmm. I made it through... Most of like the like sci-fi weird stuff, and mm. then when it got too spooky, I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this falls into the too spooky category, but it's pretty weird. I've I've never seen this. You have any other? Ideas? No, no, I've never seen this. All right, well let's let's talk about briefly what it is that we're seeing. A quick intro to the scene. It appears to be a French aristocrat of some kind in yeah. a gambling exchange with another fellow who deals two hands of some card game. Yes, and um. That's pretty much all that happens. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I think that a lot of this is going to be us trying to struggle with what we know about, like, French history, I assume. Mm. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, now, Paul, I have a quick question. Mm. How much French do you speak? Somewhere between zero and enough to be of any help right now. Okay. What about you? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't speak any French. <laughs> right. Well, then this will be great. <laughs> yes, it will be. There is some English in here, so if we suddenly sound like we're speaking English, I'm pretty sure it's English, right? Like, unless you've invented some sort of babble fish very suddenly. Yeah, exactly. Listen. Um, so there is some English in here. I assume that the fr- film is ma- majorly in English. And then, like, there's, like, Probably. French touches to make yeah. it feel like it's in France. That could definitely be true. Well, should, should we give the French script a go? <laughs> yes. Do you want to be the dealer or Lord Barry? Uh, I'll be Lord Barry, and then you can be the dealer, and then we'll, we'll, we'll split up the other roles All right. as fit. Sounds good. Ooh. Numero C. Pardon. Oh. Ah. Cavalier. Will you give me credit for 5,000 Louis d'Or, please? Of course, Lord La. Mwah. Segme no du. Sir, la cat. That was pretty good, I thought. I had, that was, that was better than the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe that's because we actually did rehearse <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> yes. Um, all all right. right. Well, John, what is your first takeaway from this excellent scene? Um, there is something wrong with uh, this uh, Lord Barry's face. It. He makes some great ones. Yeah, he he. It, there's also a lot of like licking his fingers, but like the knuckle, like the first, the, the second knuckle of his finger, mm-hmm. and then like he he does a lot of like like he he doesn't have much of a poker face. Let's say like he does That's a true. lot of like smirking and like and <laughs> like like it it. I'm wondering now that now that I know that it's a Stanley Kubrick movie, I'm wondering mm. how much of that is like weird direction. Uh, like, huh. like I'm imagining Stanley Kubrick be like, "No, you have to be more like this," and then like, and like, yeah. I mean, it it is sort of the weird ticks that I would expect a French aristocrat in this era to have. Should we take a guess as to what era we're dealing with here? Um, I'm I, so he says Louis d'Or, mm. which I know nothing about French currency or really much about French history. Nope. Um, but I'm, I assume that it's like Louis, as in like Louis d'Or, meaning like Louis's money, Louis's currency or something like sure. that. Sure. That makes sense. So maybe, maybe it's like the Sun King court sort of thing. Like that seems like the most like, like okay, sure. over the top sort of mm-hmm. crazy French history sort of thing. Can we put a year to that at all? Uh, uh 15, 15. 67. <laughs> 14, 15, 67. 14, 15, 67. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot in the scene to support that exact year. Yes. You've got candlelight. Yes. So, before electricity. Yes. You've got wigs. Uh, lead face paint that, that, he, he, that he licks off of his lips every five seconds. That's why he has all of, all of those weird ticks. Yeah, and all also, the all the weird ticks. Also, the, uh, what is it, the moles? Like, those very, like... I, I, the, want, I want to talk about the moles for a second here. <laughs> because there is a... There's so many moles yes. in the actors in this scene. Everyone. Almost everyone has a mole. Uh, Lord Barry, we're calling him Lord Barry, we don't know what his name is. Yes. Yeah. At least two moles. The dealer who has an eye patch, which we'll talk about, also has two moles. And then the lady to Lord Barry's left has at least one mole. Yes. To me, that seems like too many. John, how many moles do people have that you see on a daily basis? I mean, like, I think, uh, so my guess is that they might be largely fake moles, um, that they're like painted on because I know that like makeup and stuff was like very important in this sort of court where they would you know sort of like uh, have like a very specific style set by the royal court mm-hmm. and so like maybe maybe they're painting on interesting I mean, they are wearing a lot of face a lot of it's face paint makeup yeah um, I guess but scene. it's to the extent where you can call it face paint like it's definitely like it looks kind of like clown mm-hmm. grease paint at this point it kind of does so extrapolating from what we see. Each of the men who have moles have two, and the one woman we see with a mole only has one. Yes. So can we assume that in this French court, all the men get two moles and the women get one? <laughs> yeah. Well, they had a mole shortage okay. of uh, 15, 14, 66. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that, <laughs> and so that, that led to, uh, you know, the moles being, you know, sort of a, a prodigious sign of, okay. of of wealth and power, and of course, in like you know French society at this time, men had twice had, as much power. Had, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, that really checks out with everything mm-hmm. we can see here. Yeah, the other thing we can see about the make of the face paint in this scene is that only the characters at the table seem to be really painted up. The extras in the background don't have any makeup on that we can really see. Is that just because they're extras and we didn't want to put in the effort, or do you think it's another? 
hmm. status thing. Maybe it's like they didn't want the insurance to have to cover all the extras for all the lead paint that they put on their like faces. Be, oh, you think they used authentic lead paint? Uh, for it's the Stanley scene. Kubrick film. Now I do. Yes. <laughs> well, we should have Googled. I guess we, we, we're not allowed to Google in advance, but afterwards we'll uh, find out how many of these actors are now dead from lead poisoning. <laughs> I'm guessing at least one. Yep. Uh, well. Well, let's let's keep it rolling, Jack. <laughs> what what card game are they playing here? Do you have any idea? Baccarat. Is it Baccarat? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I I have no idea what's going on in terms of that, but I do really like how there's an abacus with all of the cards in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like they're counting how many cards have been used. I mean, maybe? I'm wondering now if it is Baccarat because they do sort of count a lot, and I know Baccarat involves counting of some right, but I imagine okay. most card games involve counting. You probably do. I, and I think Baccarat's a. More modern game? Hmm. I don't know. It involves nines. What's the French word for nine? Noin? <laughs> is it cat? He does say cat at some point. Well, let's ask our resident expert, Becky, what is the French word for nine? Speak French. <laughs> this just in, not only is Becky in the room, but she does not speak French. Mm-mm. No French. Uh, we passed the culture test. We are not French. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, it would be helpful if we knew anything about the language that they that would really for a majority of this to be able to tell. Somehow, this is more confusing than the Finnish episode. Was. Yes! How is it more... Is it possibly because uh, Kubrick doesn't use the same sort of, like, film language that we would expect, this like, could be. major Hollywood filmmakers? Yeah. Like, I don't know if the Finnish one was necessarily, like, a major production, but, like, it, it definitely followed, like, the Hollywood style of, mm. of cinema, whereas Kubrick lingering on this game like it doesn't feel very tense because we don't know these oh i mean we also don't know these characters because we just picked a single minute from the film um but yeah it still doesn't feel like i don't know it doesn't feel as tense it feels sort of like a character building thing but like in the Mm. mundane way so there's less context for us to go off of to try to assume what's actually yeah happening here well that's true well okay we don't know what game they're playing but let's talk about the dealer for a minute yeah Dude's got an eye patch. Yeah, he does. And he's rocking it. Do you think it's an aesthetic choice? Uh, I do not, because I think all the lead paint rotted his eye out of his head. <laughs> like, I, like, I just right. assume everybody has some sort of, like, horrible, like, uh... Uh, what is it like a wound that doesn't heal uh what is it, an abscess or something like that okay, sure. yeah i like I, th- I just assume everybody has one of those in the scene like it's just, just like if i if i had a time machine i would go either way further in the future from from here from this exact point in time right or way back in the past when like it was just like no we're not going to smear lead on our face this, well, this was kind of the darkest time. Although Romans did put lead in their wine to sweeten it. Oh, great! So, you so, want to go so, there. so basically, I just want to go forward in time. Like I think that's what we're learning here. Or do you want to just go back in time, like two years? Oh yeah, and stop Hitler from being born. <laughs> Guys, we are great at timelines on yeah. this podcast. Well, we only think in minutes, so it's very difficult to figure out what actual time was like. I mean that that is really a valid point. John, one of the other things that I found interesting in this clip is the two women sitting on the sides of Lord Barry. Yes. I don't understand what the relationship between the three of them is. Do you have any theories before I give it a go? Yes, I, I, I do, because I... So, in the middle, I, I did a moi sound for this, but it, he basically kisses the woman on his left, mm-hmm. but in, like, a very, like, side peckish sort of way, like, he's trying True. to sneak it, but it so lingers, like... 
it's still too creepy. You know, it's, yep. it's kind of creepy. Uh, I guess it's so she can just get a taste of his lead paint, and he gets a taste of her lead paint. Uh, and then, and then he comes back, and, <laughs> and then the woman to his right sort of starts to like baby bird neck like forward right, as right, though right. she's going to kiss him, and then he doesn't seem interested. And, and then he's like, mm. <laughs> like no. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's actually what I imagine he would have said. That tone exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> you don't get a kiss. I, I lost that hand. <laughs> Oh, so, wait, are you suggesting that before we saw, before the clip started, he kissed the woman on the right? Yeah. And received bad luck. So he then moved on, and the woman on the left had his favor? Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. And it turns out theory. they're both horribly unlucky, and they no. shouldn't be kissing anybody. Wow. I mean, for multiple reasons, but apparently luck is one of those reasons. I assume that the woman on the left had his favor because she had a mole, and the one on the right <laughs> didn't. So in terms of status symbols, she can't even afford a mole. Yeah. Not getting a kiss from nope. Blueberry. Nope. You gotta have moles. You gotta, uh, have you gotta have, gotta, gotta make those roll, moles. Mole rolls. Mole well, rolls. The only thing that we haven't brought up, John, that's obvious to me is the fact that this dealer is cheating. Yes. Yes. But I thought it was him that was cheating. Lord Barry? Yeah, Lord Barry. The entire time I saw the cheating happen until I realized, mm-hmm. no, he's not cheating because he doesn't even touch the card. Right. And also he loses. The- yeah. And also he loses. But like, but like the the dealer is cheating, and so that does bring like mm-hmm. the actual like tension of the piece itself is the gambling and the cheating. Right. Beyond that, we have absolutely no context for what the rest of this thing is. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, and we do know that Barry had to borrow five thousand Louisdor, mm-hmm. which I assume is a lot of money. It certainly sounds like a lot, but you with know. inflation, who knows? Mm. So. I guess this will feed into our theories a little bit, but I have to assume he's in pretty bad financial straits after losing that five grand he didn't have. I mean, he does make like this sort of like pained, flat expression with his like his lips. No, that that's my favorite frame. Yeah, this is at two minutes twenty exactly. <laughs> Whoever chose that is the cutoff. Thank you. Yeah, because well, Marissa, I guess. Thank you because the face he's making it's such a grin of like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good. I'm so like. There's just so much visually to unwrap from this. And it's mm-hmm. so difficult to sort of pry your eyes away from the creepy Lord Barry. Yeah. Because, like, man, like, he, he is so hideous. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and there's just something really creepy about all of his actions and mm-hmm. all the ways that he moves. And what's what's even worse about it is that I just imagine everybody acts like this at this time. Like, well, yeah. all the rich guys act like this. So... I, I just, I don't, Paul, don't make me go back in time to this time. <laughs> well, let's not go back in time, and let's not even dwell on the costumes too much, except to say that they are done up at, like, the, what would you say, like, the peak of French decadence, as yes. I would imagine it, as someone who knows little about yes, it. Yes, very Baroque, very, yep. very, uh, gold lace, yep. and, yep. yeah, pearlescent mm-hmm. bits. Mm-hmm. And uh, wigs. Lots of wigs. Powdered well, wigs. everyone at the table has a powdered wig. Folks in the back have neither wigs nor moles nor makeup, so <laughs> fuck them, I guess. I feel like you're about to roll into, like, some sort of, like, Baroque French, like, rap <laughs> song about, like, no, no moles, no mm. wigs, no makeup. Okay, we, we may cut that audio in right now. <laughs> okay. 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 Wow, that was great. Yeah, that was amazing, Paul. Yeah. I can't believe you were able to do that just... Freeform off the top well, of your head. Especially because I don't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got a spit take with that one, Chris. All right, well, John. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be in French. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. 
no, I, I like I like it. I like your gusto. You're good, you're good. you you're going for it. When you're rapping about Baroque France, you're relating yeah. to France. <laughs> oh, no, oh, it's, now it's France. Uh-huh. Anyway, oh my god, you're becoming more French by the minute. It's coming out. Let's cut it off before we get there. Is there anything else we should bring up about this minute? Um, no. I mean, like. I, I feel like everybody should kind of watch the minute because it is surreal. Like it is, yeah. a, it is a weird. I mean, like I, I feel like I say that every time, but it is, it is a weird minute, and there's a lot visually interesting about it mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't work well for radio, so to speak. <laughs> True. Uh, All right. Well, should we talk about our theories then, John? Hmm. Yes. Let's talk about our theories. I have two, so maybe I can do one, and then you do yours, and then I do another. So, like a theory sandwich is what you're proposing. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My first is that this is some sort of French. Um, James Bond equivalent, where okay. Lord Barry is our hero. He's gone undercover <laughs> okay. into this underground casino, okay. mostly because he knows there's cheating happening, and he's about to expose the dealer for cheating in order to use that as leverage against the casino and its owners mm. for a future op he needs to run. Okay. So this is the setup for the film. Okay. What happens now is he uh, busts the dealer for cheating, but does it sort of quietly, and then holds it over the owner's heads and say, you know, I have to run this sting operation to catch this other French aristocrat, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use your casino to do it. All right, so so he's like playing the weirdo, lead paint obsessed pervert mm-hmm. uh, in order to sort of lure them into a false sense of security. I think so, but also he's totally a pervert. Yeah. Oh no, it's clear from the amount of times he licks his lips. Like, yeah. no ugh. question. All right, so I had uh, a different idea. I think right. that he is sort of a. I don't think he's, like, new, nouveau riche, but I think maybe he's just come into money from, like, inheritance or something like that. Okay. And I think that they are purposely trying to uh, have him fail at gambling in order to lure him mm. into, like, owing them money. That okay. then they're going to exploit him. Sure. So I think that it's a house trying to exploit him in order to uh, get into... Some sort of like French court or something. Like oh, that. this could be could be true. Yeah. Since since like again, everybody else seemed to not be of the same mm. level as him. Maybe yeah. it's just they just didn't have enough time for all the makeup. But like mm. that, that sort of you know you, you hit on it a number of times. Like the idea that like he is more important than a lot of other people here, mm. and that maybe like uh, part of that comes from you know them trying to exploit his weakness in gambling okay. in order to get something on top. You know, that, that's actually pretty similar to my second theory, which is that he is the uh, disgusting, perfect grandson of old money. Okay. And he's basically in a position, he's like the, the last surviving yeah. Lord Barry person. Wilmore. Wilmore, yes. Lord, yeah. Lord Wilmore of something. Uh, of and, France. <laughs> yes. And he's... Of champagne. Oh, yes. Yes. Other French word. <laughs> but basically what's happening is they're swindling him out of... The last of his family's riches. He's basically broke already. They don't know that yet, so they're happy to front mm. him this other five grand. They're like, he's got hundred grand left. Let's fleece him for all of it. They don't know. He's completely out of money now. So the rest of the film is shenanigans from him continuing to get bilked for more and more money by them that he doesn't have, so he doesn't care. But he makes that face a lot of his shit grin of like, oh well. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I mean, I do like the idea that he's fleecing them out of loaning him money mm-hmm. while not having any money. Yep. And then they're cheating to get him to fail at it mm-hmm. while he's bilking them out of the credit. Like, I like that sort of, like, cycle. That, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. It kind of sounds like, like almost like a Coen Brothers-esque, like... A little bit, yeah. yeah. 
Well, John, can we recommend any of the three films that we've just described? <laughs> um, I think so. Like, I, like I think that what like any like I, I'd maybe put it on the background and not look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like how he looks. I don't like the creepy mm. like li- lip licking. That goes on, like, it, yeah. it's just very sort of off-putting. That's true. But, like, I'm interested in the stories that we that we said. I think that'd be interesting. I do like The Minute, so, like, I'd recommend at least The Minute. Mm-hmm. How about you, Paul? I, I'd watch it if it's not a terribly long film. Is Kubrick known for long films? Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> that sounds like a lie. So, I don't know. Maybe watch it, maybe don't. As John said, definitely watch The Minute, though. It's good fun. Yeah. No, it, it is good. And, uh, and I think... I think it's, like, one of those things, like, dipping into French history would be more interesting than necessarily, like, living there for, like, three hours or however long this movie probably is. Okay. Well, John, is there anything else we want to highlight from this excellent clip? Uh, No, I think think I'm all good. All right. Well, then, if you want to support this podcast, you can always... Reviewed on iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. I should have said thanks, Marissa, for submitting this clip. Thank you, It is a great one. Uh, I don't know who you are, but... Thanks anyway. Yeah, it's great. Yep. You can reach out to us at the Minute Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinutePod or just find us on Facebook. As always, this episode was hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward, theme music by Paul Reberg, probably edited by John. Thanks, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.